here with Magazine Podcast Series. I'm Patrick Sonia, and today we're here with Queen Tishma. She is, of course, one of the stars of February's Dog, which is coming out soon. And, and uh, we're going to talk about that today. You can catch her on Instagram or on all social medias at her just her name. It's at Queen Tishma. And uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me on today. No problem. Uh, Jill's been wanting me to get you on for a little while, so it's cool that you're here now. So before we kind of get into it, uh, how's things been going with you? Uh, we've been kind of on this for a little while now, and kind of things are starting to open up. So uh, as somebody that's like worked on something, has stuff in the like waiting in the wings to kind of get going, how's things been going for you? Uh, really well, actually. It's kind of strange because I feel like I've been almost more busy through the quarantine. Okay. Um, we've got a lot on the go right now. Of course, the film... Uh, we're hoping for a fall release at this point. We were supposed to be in theaters right now, but of course the theaters are closed, so yep. no theaters. Um, we are, yeah, tentatively fall. We're basically just waiting right now. As soon as the theaters open, we can talk to them directly, and then we're going to do a theatrical release through Alberta and then expand through Canada. But we are actually working on pre-sales in Europe right now. Okay, that's pretty interesting. It's it's kind of cool, like just the differences of global, what you can do in one place and the options that you kind of have and everything like that. But so uh, let's kind of talk about the film a little bit before we get too far in. So it's it's kind of like for people listening in the Calgary region, this is kind of really cool because there's a lot of like things that kind of are, you know, it was kind of shot here. A lot of the actors are from here. Um, it's based on kind of like the oil kind of industry a little bit and kind of things that have been happening. And then also now that's kind of more relevant too because of the mental health aspect and all the things that are going on with people losing their jobs. It's almost like if it would have came out like last year or something like that before all this happened, it would kind of been like would have been like a preset to be like, wow, this is actually happening. But not a lot of people are kind of dealing with this. So kind of like in a nutshell, just. The, I don't want to give too much away, but just kind of an overview of what the, the movie is about. It's two colleagues uh, who get laid off out of the blue, and they're told they're going to be hired back in three months. Bing, like, that's happening to everyone right now. When people with their temporary layoffs and stuff like that. And from there, it's just kind of like the people's journey. So, like, obviously, everyone can relate to this. Like, is this something that you kind of relate, relate to? Do you, is Mental health, I think, is a huge thing for you. I've seen so many of your posts, and you're, you're kind of being an advocate for that. So, like, did you know about that before you, you signed on to the movie, or did, were, were you on it? And then you kind of, as you learned more, like, wow, this is, like, something that's really important? Or Yeah, um, I think you're correct in saying that everyone has struggled with some sort of mental health issue, whether it's been themselves or one of their loved ones, a fa family member or a friend struggling with it. And mental health, I think, affects everyone, whether you're the one dealing with it directly or indirectly. So the film touches on a lot of that. It touches on how my character, Emily Walters, she deals with her husband losing his job and he spirals into a depression. And it shows how that affects her, how it affects their family and their network of friends. So I definitely connected with Emily on a lot of levels. I myself have dealt with different things like depression and anxiety, not only myself, but people I've lived with, people who have had close in my life for years. And I definitely think that this film is really important in this time frame like you say, in Calgary and the whole world right now is dealing with these very similar issues of mental health and losing their jobs and losing so much right now that it is definitely applicable to so many more people in a larger audience at the moment. 
um, yeah, I'm really proud to be a part of it. And I'm really excited to kind of see where it goes. We're starting our own podcast. Actually, every Wednesday, we're going to be going live at 5pm. I'm going to be interviewing people this Wednesday, I'm interviewing Paul Chinook. So we're going to touch on a lot of those subjects. And okay. it's a great opportunity for kind of people to get involved and jump in and ask questions. And it's kind of us trying to start sorry, that's my cat meowing. That's okay. Um, <laughs> It's it's kind of us trying to start a movement. We do want this film to be more than a film. We want it to be a platform where people can kind of reach out or where they can see examples of other people going through hardships and kind of know that they're not alone. Right. And I think that's kind of like, uh, like, you know, like you said, everyone's dealt with some sort of mental um, thing. And it's kind of like, I don't know if it's like a comfort that everyone's kind of dealing with it all together as, as once. Because it's like now, like, you know, I think um, uh, like for years, there's been like the stigma where like mental health illness, like, or I'm just sorry, is kind of not as big of a deal as like uh, other things. And I think yeah. now that like, we're all in this, it's like a global thing. You can't say like, well, it's just, you know, it doesn't affect me because it literally is affecting everyone. And it's not like it's good that people are getting a, a taste of that. But it's like, it's almost kind of kind of making people a little bit more aware where like you know some people like they're everything's fine they don't have to deal with it but now it's like you said it's your maybe your friends maybe it's your family maybe it's just your neighbor but you can kind of see it because it's unfortunately made more prevalent today but um was it like was that an easy thing for, like for the character i know you can relate to it was it was it kind of easy to portray like when you first read the script like what was your first kind of thoughts on it yeah so weirdly the script actually just started out as a short film so okay we, I got talking with Paul. Um, Paul and I had worked together on, I believe, Tin Star was the first show, and okay. maybe Heartland and Hell on Wheels. A few, a few different things filming around Calgary area. And he contacted me with this script, and I, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh my god! I called him right away, and I was like, Paul, you have to put me in your movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, we have to do this. And then we just kind of got working together and talking and he ended up writing more of the script and sending it to me and I just really connected with Emily. I had lived with um, a boyfriend for about four and a half years who lost his job and was struggling with depression and different mental health issues and through that experience I think was the most applicable experience in my life to connect with my character and yeah, I think it really took some time for me to, I guess, think about what's applicable to everyone and what Emily was going through versus what I went through and was going through. A lot of them crossed over, um, but a lot of things are unique experiences. And I really wanted to make sure that I was giving the character justice. Um, but I think overall, it was a very interesting experience to kind of fall into somebody else's life. And it was, um, I'm really proud that I could kind of hopefully do her justice. <laughs> For sure. And have, like, uh, have you have you seen the, the finished thing? Uh, like, how do you feel like kind of watching it back? Do you like... Um, so we actually just filmed an additional like 40 minutes in okay. December. Uh, and that has not been added in since I've seen it. So I saw the original rough cut when it was about an hour and seven minutes long. Now okay. it's about an hour and 45 minutes. So it's a full feature now. So I think that the difference is just going to be wild. Um, <laughs> okay. This project has just spiraled out of control. As I said, started as a short film, went into kind of like full length, 
now it's like actually full length and now we're submitting all over the world and looking for pre-sales in Europe. Like that's so exciting. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, but and it's like kind of becoming more than just a film too. Like you said, like now there's a, a podcast, like you probably didn't expect any of this to kind of be happening when you first mm -hmm. kind of, you're like, Oh, put me in the movie. You just wanted to part. You just want to be part of it. But now it's becoming a little bit, a little bit more. So uh, tell me a little bit about, about the podcast. Um, do you guys, uh, what are your kind of your plans for that? Yeah. So we're just starting out. Uh, I'm going to be going live. I'm going to be hosting it every Wednesday, 5 p.m. And essentially what our goal is to interview people uh, involved in the film industry, but also anyone involved in mental health. Uh, I am kind of hoping to get a counselor maybe on one or two weeks or every once in a while. I, I really want to mix it up. I don't want it to just be strictly people from the movie, um, yeah. characters from the movie, although we do want to be very inclusive of characters in the movie. And I think it's a unique opportunity for people or fans to actually talk to people in the movie i mean how often do you get to ask cast questions um, oh so it's going to be an interactive podcast yeah right? it's okay going to be live and we're going to have people interacting on the facebook page so i'm just going to uh, broadcast it directly to the facebook page and that way people can comment along we also have done a question thread so each week i'm going to post a question thread for the next week so right now there is a question thread up for paul chinook anyone can ask questions that that he can touch on during his interview and then we'll go over those questions the next week so cool. and, is, is that a, and that's right on the so people can find that on the february's dog facebook page or is yeah. that on your person on the february's dog? okay yeah. so people could do that you can find them on facebook i'm posting it all over mine as well so you look any of us up you look february's dog up you'll find it just go follow the film right <laughs> <laughs> Um, has there any been like, uh, what has been like the, the, uh, not the coolest moment, but like, uh, what is, is there, has been there like there any surreal moments like with the, the mental health? Have any, have you had anybody kind of reach out to you and say like, um, anything special, like that they, you've touched them personally just with the little bit, like not that the film's out yet even, but like, yeah. what has the response yeah. been? To be honest, the response has been astounding. Uh, a really good example was I flew to Texas last June, I want to say. And uh, Paul and I were actually location scouting because he has some films that we have in the in the works for the future. That we, we're we're yep. not going to get into that too much. But yep. we were doing some location scouting in Texas and we called a Lyft driver to drive us to the Astros game. That was our day off. <laughs> sure. And um, we were telling the Lyft driver just the basic premise of the movie and she just started bawling her eyes out and it was so touching to see that even just explaining a very brief description of it's about people struggling with losing their job and struggling with mental health and she's just crying i'm like oh my god we're gonna crash <laughs> paul was like we almost died thanks good job i'm like okay that was not my fault he's like you made her cry I'm like oh my god <laughs> so yeah it's been really touching to see people's responses and see how helpful people are and just like this you're willing to interview us and get the word out that we are trying to start a mental health movement and yeah so it's really i'm just proud to be a part of it yeah, for sure. I'm, it's kind of like, uh, it must be cool. Kind of just not cool. I keep using the wrong word. It's not really like a cool thing, but like, it must be like, uh, interesting just to be part of something that is so real because like, you know, you're, you're, I'm an actor and you know, we, you do things. Most stuff is fiction. Like, you know, and even this is a fictional story, but it's not really, it's like, it's, it has more real elements than like your, 
you know, your drama that you watch where, you know, it's a, a cop shooter and somebody, you know, you can feel for the person that lost their son or daughter or something. But this is like a way real topic. Like, that's yeah, I mean, this heavy. is definitely based on Paul's own life story. So a lot of it is from a true story. I think that that's why it is touching so many people and why it's so relatable is it it is because it's not really fiction. Um, and I am definitely like have to take a deep breath sometimes when I think about it or when I see certain scenes I'm like oh my god I can't watch that. <laughs> is, is it uh is it something that people need you know need to bring like a carton of uh tissue with them when they're going when they go to watch it or is it more of like right to the heart or is it a tearjerker um probably a bit of both I we actually were discussing having a counselor on site for our premiere in case any of the audience members are triggered so it is definitely sensitive material Epic. So before we um, move on to a couple of things we wanted to talk about, uh, is there anything else you wanted to kind of mention about the, the film? I don't want to ask too many different questions because I don't want to give things away. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that you touched on a lot of great subjects. It really it's mainly just getting the word out there that it is a movement and that we are trying to start a platform and that we're just excited to be trying to connect with people and try to let people know that they're not alone. And that's cool. Um. One thing I was just kind of thinking of right now is just like as we start to kind of, you know, move back through the phases and kind of get going, like obviously the film industry is a bit different. Um, what do you kind of like, do you have any kind of outlook on how do you think like, uh, are things going to change for us? Do you think like the way things are films move and do you think, what do you kind of, what's your kind of take on that? We don't have to get too crazy political. I'm just saying like, yeah. you know, as far as just the, the comings and goings on set and, and, and things like that, do you think there's going to be like, or are, are you guys having like discussions about this type of stuff already now? Or is it kind of more in the future? Like I know you said you were location shouting for future projects and that, and that sort of thing. But uh, you know, I mentioned that the, there's some sports starting up and they have to go through like the quarantine things and they you know, for days and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Do you, what do you, th do you think it's going to, you know, what's your kind of outlook on, on things for like just the film industry? Like not just in, in, in general, not Calgary or Alberta or Canada, just, just kind of in general. Well, I think um, things are going to start opening up for sure. I did hear that they're kind of looking at opening up in BC for filming. I think it's going to go based on region and number of cases and whatnot in the region. Um, in general, I do think there's going to be a lot of changes in the film industry because of this. I have already heard from a few people that there's going to be a lot less um, types of like kissing scenes, touching scenes, all of the protocols for those types of scenes are going to be changed. Uh, and a lot of that type of thing is just being written out of scripts just because it's easier to just not include that hug or that kiss. Right. Um, so I think that's going to be the main thing that's going to be changing. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch what their protocols are and how protocols change because the film industry is very, very serious when it comes to that type of thing. They're really serious when it comes to their protocols and they have to be because sometimes you're working on a set with thousands of people or hundreds of extras and you really have to be organized and you have to know, okay, what's allowed, what's not allowed, who needs to be where. So I definitely think that there's going to be a lot of new policies and it will be really interesting, but there's really no way to know what types of things are going to be changing until they do. Um, it's mainly just the one, the kissing and the touching. I think that's going to be a big game changer. 
Yeah, and I think that's probably something that people don't really think of. Like, I was just kind of thinking more in the realms of just like, you know, on any set, like there's you, it takes a village. You need people, like, you know, you need a quantity of people to accomplish your tasks and stuff like that. But like you said, even the script writing and stuff, if once, you know, it's changing about like, and I think it's going to put the actors on a little bit of pressure too to kind of like make that not seem awkward. You know, because like, you know, generally in real life, it's like if it was your wife, you'd go hug her or something like that. But to do that and like to make, you know, just a little bit different, a little bit different thing. But hey, it's, it's an adjustment period. But Let's kind of transition into the, uh, you got to, like, this is kind of a weird thing, because it's like, uh, I guess it's because it's happening during the summer, and all good things happen during the summer, but you've got a few things that you're kind of, like, ramping up for that you said, mm-hmm. that's why you say you're kind of, you feel like you're busier now than you were before, but <laughs> you've also got some uh, some pageant stuff you're kind of uh, working out as well. Tell us a little bit about that, about that. Yeah, so I was really lucky this year to be accepted as an international finalist, or sorry, national finalist in the Miss Canada Globe pageant, so that okay. is in Toronto. I am one of the top 20 finalists, so I'm really excited for that opportunity. It's going to be a great opportunity where I can even just promote this platform further and that I can even just get more of the word out about this. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of that and really excited. And when does that uh, when does that all go down? So it's supposed to be in August. Um, I don't have the finalized schedule yet just because sure. everything was kind of jumbled up because of COVID. I'm kind of hoping it still happens in August. So far, I've been told it is, but we will see. I'm (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously you're still doing tons of stuff like that. Is that kind of like, uh, um, have you done that sort of thing before or is this kind of all a new thing? You're like, wow, I'm like. Yeah, um, I haven't really actually competed in pageantry before. It's, It's kind of just a random thing that I was like, you know what, that looks cool. And why don't I do that? And the more I started looking into it, the more I realized that pageantry is very misunderstood and the more interested I just got into it. So one thing that I found very interesting is that all just all of the misunderstandings people have about pageantry, I find that they don't realize that pageantry is very about just working on yourself and self-development and furthering yourself in all areas. And it's a lot of introspection and just looking back and saying, okay, what are my life goals? What what do I want to promote right now? What do I want to get out into the world? And what I realized is I want to make an impact. I sat there and I thought, how can I impact the most people? And how can I even just get the word out to the most people? And I figured, you know what, one of the best ways to do that is in a national pageant. And I hope that I can kind of show people that pageantry is not just about putting a pretty dress on or walking across the stage in a bikini. It is about self-development and working on yourself and setting out all of your goals and knowing what those goals are. Because let's face it, a lot of people don't sit at home and go, hmm, what are all my life goals? They just do the nine to five every day. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. And you know what? If that is something that makes you happy, that's fantastic. For me, I am not satisfied with that. I really am seeking to create a platform specifically in mental health where I can reach as many people as possible. And that's why I'm so proud of the film. And that's why I feel as though the pageant will go very well with this because I can kind of meld the two together and hopefully I can reach a larger audience. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I can understand like the stigma of the pageantry stuff. I did some like announcing for a pageant like a little while ago, and like I, I'm not like into it. Like I'm not into it, but I've just never been involved in it at all. So it's yeah, it was kind of interesting. I didn't. Uh, I found it kind of cool, but I can see what you're saying. Yeah, because people, yeah, they just like oh, pageant, pageant, and there's some yeah. But I think it's kind of an interesting thing, and there's like it's kind of a cool, just something cool to be a part of. I like you know, it just gets your mind going. It's like you said, you get to be involved in something different, something fresh, and you yeah. can bring. You can bring who you are and you can share it with everyone else. Like, and that's kind of what it's all about <clears throat> being like yourself, like you said, and all the things you're about and then kind of like showing it to everyone. And are you, uh, um, Jill, like our, our editor, Jill, I'm sure all the, the yeah. listeners know who Jill is. She's kind of like, she's really into fashion and all that sort of stuff. So like, I think she would probably love doing what you're doing, but is there like, uh, from that point of view, is it, has it been cool? Like just, you know, getting into the fashion kind of end and like that type of fashion, because obviously it's a bit different, like big gowns and stuff. You don't wear that yeah. stuff on a daily basis. Is that one of the coolest things? Choosing uh, the dresses and stuff? I haven't gotten my gowns yet. Um, mm. So part of uh, pageantry is actually finding sponsors. So I'm going to be yeah. searching out sponsors for my gowns and I'm going to be really excited to be working with sponsors. I think it's an important life skill to be able to collaborate with people and say, hey, how can I help you? And how can you help me? Um, Jill has been great about that as well. Uh, she is just brilliant. And she's been helping me with marketing and whatnot. So I'm really happy about that. She's just too nice, that girl. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. too hard, honestly. But yeah, the fashion side of it has been interesting. We actually have to come up with a costume so there's the evening gown which i'm just so excited to wear a beautiful gown um but there's also a, a costume aspect of it and you're supposed to do a canadian kind of pride costume something that you're prideful of i've seen a lot of girls have done different ones like a hockey dress and they had like a peacock fan behind them but it was made with hockey sticks i've right. seen crazy costumes so i'd say i'm really excited to create my costume i'm not gonna give away any hints about what my plan is but it's definitely gonna take some time to put together so, so, so you're not gonna come out just like a big hockey puck like a circle thing like, you know, maybe <laughs> no. I will. that is a good idea <laughs> you want to help me make it <laughs> she's got the stick other somebody else has got the sticks you just come out in the puck you know? <laughs> or just come out in goalie equipment just be like, there you go i'll just dress dress up as coronavirus now <laughs> there we go can't say that they're not the relevant most relevant right <laughs> right it's relevant <laughs> in every country <laughs> yeah well i like i think anyone listening if you're a sponsor and you like are down with what you, i think i don't know how you couldn't be down with what, all the things you're kind of representing right now they should definitely reach out and get a hold of her that's what i say to you if you're listening and you're a sponsor and you want to get involved with something epic do it Right now. Yeah, I've just started looking for sponsors just this kind of week. I'm just setting up everything and I'm really hoping that I can find sponsors that really align with what I'm trying to project and yeah. my platform. I want it to be sponsors that I can actually help their business or maybe help with promotion or help with different things. I do want it to be a collaboration. I don't just want, oh, people throw money at me. Because again, like to me, that's not what pageantry is about. It's about growing yeah. a community and working together. So. Yeah, like, you know, money, you know, money is money, donate money. But, like, awareness and, and exposure is a lot more important, really. Like, exactly. well, not more important. You know, just as important, I should say, not more Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, just to finish off, um, we were just talking about Jill. Um, usually she kind of, uh, I find most of the time she gears things about, you know, she's all about people's journeys and, like, where they've come from and, and how they get to a certain place. So, uh I was kind of like, and I just kind of 
ask like you know what are some kind of things about your journey and and just you don't have to go into some crazy long-winded answer or something like that but just um she's all about the kind of like where you were and where you are now and like the journey so like what what kind of a how would you kind of describe your journey in a nutshell my journey is kind of like a movie, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my life does feel like a movie. I, I quite often get told that, Quinn, your life is like a movie. You're just like, it's like, what happens to you? And I'm like, I know, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I grew up in BC uh, on Vancouver Island. I, I was actually born just off the coast of Vancouver Island, very small island um but i moved to edmonton when i was about 18 i lived there for three years and then i spent about six months in vancouver actually and then made my way back to alberta but settled on calgary because it's so much warmer than edmonton <laughs> so i prefer we'll edit that part out they don't need to know yeah <laughs> yeah cut that cut that nobody needs to know um but yeah so i've been really loving calgary and I just love how I'm actually connecting with people here. Um, Jill has been amazing. And I'm so proud that she is my friend. And I definitely understand what you mean about her trying to see people's stories. It's always so nice because she is so supportive of everyone. And not a, not a lot of people are like that. Uh, yeah, for me, it's mainly just been the journey of kind of finding myself. And I think that the pageant has been really good for that. I'm I'm still young. I'm only 26. So I'm just in that kind of phase of my life where it's like, okay, I'm starting to settle and figure things out. And I, I, I know what I want now and that type of thing. So yeah, it's been exciting. So like I said, you can follow all your social media endeavors on uh, at Quinn Tishma. Of course, that's Q-U-N-N-T-E-E-C-H-M-A for everyone that's listening. Um, of course, if you see it on social media, you can just click the links. Of course, she, you can catch her on February's Dog, the future film is coming out, and she's also going to be that pageantry stuff as well. And the podcast has just started up now, live on the February's Dog Facebook page every Wednesday. Um, is, and is that, are you guys doing that for the foreseeable future, like every every Wednesday for for the summer? Or Perfect. Well, then yeah, I mean, it's something that I would like. Board. Yeah, I'd like it to be an ongoing thing even after the release of the film I'm still wanting it to be kind of a platform it's still something that's very important to me and it's something that will be really important even along with the pageantry I also do women's empowerment boudoir photography so even that kind of melds in with mental health I'm really just trying to find all of my interests and center them around mental health and just connecting with people so definitely it will be continued on Hell yeah, that's a, a good way to do it. And uh, I'll just uh, let, let us finish off with anything uh, you want to add just to finish things off today. Uh, yeah, just please tune in on Wednesdays at five o'clock for our lives. I really appreciate when people are interactive and asking questions. And again, it is a unique opportunity to ask people not only just about film industry questions, but uh, acting questions and mental health questions. That's a pretty unique opportunity. And just thanks for getting involved. Awesome. That's right. You've been uh, listening to I'm Here With Magazine podcast series. We'll catch you next time.